from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome to Draft Week, Kansas City fans. We are very excited. Everything is going to revolve around this NFL draft this week. We have a number of guests, including some old friends and a couple of new faces, including Dane Brugler. Uh, we'll get with Seth Kaiser. And I got a couple other curveballs for you. We're going to get into it. Today is Mock Draft Monday. We're going to get to one of those scenarios right now. We're brought to you by Built Bar. Today's episode is all about Built Bar. And go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. This is going to be fun. It changes everything. If you missed our emergency episode when we put out uh, a good 20 minutes on the Orlando Brown trade, uh, go back and check that out. That came over the the weekend uh, past the normal time. So Big bonus for a big guy, right? Yeah, right. We're going to get into that coming up here. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, where you can get the draft guide uh, still prior to this draft, as well as your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate all the new iTunes reviews as well. Welcome to Draft Week. And I just want to throw this out there uh, just, you know, to be out there right now. Uh, just remember, in a year, this draft will be being held in Kansas City. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Can't wait to go. My brother's place is a long, long way from that is the only problem. So Airbnb, I may be looking at you. Yeah, I'll probably be staying in a hotel. So what it, it is what it is. <laughs> That said, um, they may be selecting another first round pick in that draft because right now they're not. And I won't say that they there's no chance that they won't, but it's pretty unlikely at this point that they trade back into the first. It's never completely out of the realm of possibility. Right. But right now, I just don't feel like it's in the cards. Yeah. And I kind of talked about this on the bonus episode. The only way they're trading back in is if they think that a top 15 player is dropping. Yeah. And they think they they can go get him, and they think it's worth it because basically, you're in order to trade back in, you're going to have to give up next year's first, and that is a very steep price to pay. Uh, but if you think the talent is worth it, then maybe you're willing to do that because this is all about getting this team back to the Super Bowl again this year for the third year in a row. Yeah, and the trade for Orlando Brown really takes care of this first round pick this season, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Upon reflection, I think more and more. This makes more sense because of the question marks in this draft, because of the question marks of the process this year. I think that almost automatically made the emphasis on a uh, acquisition of a player that is already a professional, whether it was worked out with Trent Williams or now with the trade for Orlando Brown. I think that was um, really the the impetus that they wanted somebody that has experience in the league. Well, and the other thing is, is at 31, they weren't going to get somebody that was going to give them any kind of value compared to what they're getting in, in Brown. So uh, I'm really happy with the trade. I think it's a great trade for Kansas City. And also getting a second round pick back is huge. Yeah. And what that brings us to is what the scenarios are going to look like. And there's it's difficult to see a whole lot of things going on. We're going to mock one for you coming up here in a couple of minutes. But just just to put like, you know, the uh, disclaimer on everything, um, Brett Veach cannot be contained. So <laughs> if he decides to move around again, and I think moving around is nearly a certainty, in my opinion, it could include coming up to the tail end. I mean, right back to about where you were. Would you would you want to jump in front of the Baltimore Ravens now? See if you can get to that pick just before them. You could do that, but it's got to be somebody that you really think is worth it. And I, the way that the board looks like it's going to be falling, I just can't imagine there's going to be somebody there. Yeah, that's fair. 
Well, we're going to get to the last mock draft Monday of this draft season as we get ready for what our reaction will be on Thursday night. We'll have shows for you running up to that. But uh, I'm really excited to see what this changes for their ability to acquire players that can actually get on this roster and play. We're going to do that coming up next. Hey, Chiefs fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients, to help you get back in shape, text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get podcasts. And we're back as we start this last mock draft. We've been doing one every week for the last month. And this certainly has to be a new scenario because there's new picks here because there is no 31 at this point. And so what we find ourselves in the situation in this context is the Chiefs have number 58 and number 63 at the tail end of the second round. What we've done is let the mock draft machine run through and take us down to pick 34. That's where we're currently sitting just to see how it fell. And if you guys don't know the mock draft machine, it's over at the Draft Network from our partners, the Draft Dudes, as well as the guys who host Locked on NFL. Check out both those shows if you would. And we've seen a little bit of run here at the bottom of round one of edges with Quidipay, Zizo Zolari falling all the way into the 30s. Both of them and Joe Tryon were the last three picks of that round. Uh, and then we started off with the safety with uh, Trayvon Morig at 33 to the Jags. And this is where we sit right now. And so my question to you is, knowing that we have 58 and 63, do we want to try to force some kind of move up at this point within the second? Or do we want to see what comes to us? I'd say you have to let it roll until about 50 to really know. I, I don't think that you're going to be making a trade at this point go, to go up unless you think that there is a player that is absolutely not going to be there at, at around 50. That is a fair point. And so we'll let this roll through and roll down to pick 50, where we see some names that have been previously of our interest when the Chiefs are still going to pick at 31, including Terrace Marshall going at 41, um, Leon Eichenberg at 38, Sam Cosme at 44 and followed up by Creed Humphrey at 49 to the Arizona Cardinals. And so we're sitting here at pick Which 51. Which is interesting because they, they went and got Hudson. So Yeah, that's that seems like a stretch. But, you know, there are idiosyncrasies in every uh, mock algorithm. That seems to be one of them here. And we're, now we're sitting at 51. And one thing that, that I have done a couple of my drop mocks 
Um, you're going to see this. We'll do another one of these tomorrow as a secondary scenario. Uh, and my draft partner tr- target would be the Washington football team because it allows you to come up in the second, move back in the third, and get yourself a little bit more spread out. So here at 51, the board contains uh, Peyton Turner, Ronnie Perkins, Gregory Russo, uh, and Joseph Osai. Four edges that I think have various fit capability in Kansas City. Uh, Rondale Moore's on the board, Amari Rogers, Diami Brown, three wide receivers that have, I think one has a really good fit, and a number of other players. Is there anything that you want to do right now or you think we're good with that group to fall down to 58 where the Chiefs currently are? Uh, you know, honestly, at this point, I think you're probably still looking at letting it go to 55 and seeing if there's anybody left. Uh, I, I don't see anybody there that step that is jumping out at me. Okay. And there goes Diami Brown and Peyton Turner. Uh, looks like we went to 56. So now we're one pick away and you have Rousseau on the board. You have, uh, you know, a lot of people would know Nick Bolton from Missouri. You have Jabril Cox from LSU. Uh, and then you're starting to get into a couple of different areas as well with a potential run on tight ends. Yeah, it could be. Um, some of the of the top second tier, obviously, Kyle Pitts is in tier all by himself. Yep. Um, with uh, Friermuth, Tremble, uh, Brevin Jordan, all available there um, at 64, ranked 64 through 66. So right here at 58, for me, it comes down to three possibilities. Greg Rousseau has been a first-round projected player for a lot of time. Didn't test well at his pro day. Still was very productive as an edge and a D tackle in college. Long, tall, strong. Exactly what Spags likes. I think that's a, a really, really good fit scheme-wise. Um, we come back with Jabril Cox, a coverage linebacker that could nearly play the safety role as well if you really wanted to. I think he's a great fit. You guys have heard us talk about him quite a bit this offseason. And then a little bit farther down, that I'm not sure I'm willing to wait if if this is what it has to be done is Quinn Miners, who is the top center on my board, but is still available here. Does what stands out to you amongst those players? Well, you definitely need to help at edge. Uh, but if you think that Miners is the guy, I think you take him at 58 and uh, you roll the dice and hope that there's an edge that can help you a little bit later. Um, I think Kansas City has proven that this. Off season, their biggest concern is improving their offensive line. And I do think that Blythe is probably a little bit of an upgrade over uh, Ryder, but I don't know that it's going to be enough of an upgrade. If you can get a guy in minors that you think is going to start for, you know, the next five years in Kansas City, then that's definitely going to be a, a large upgrade. If he can be uh, one of those guys that's going to be towards the top half of the league or better at center. I like that plan. Let's hope that he doesn't go here. As the Rams are on the clock right now, the pick before the Chiefs. And they did go Ronnie Perkins, so the Chiefs have their choices. That does include Quinn Miners, and I think you're right. That's If their priority is to protect Patrick, I think that would probably be the likely pick in this scenario. Rather than allowing four other teams to pick before their next selection and possibly grab them out from under you. So Quinn Miners becomes a Kansas City Chiefs. Greg Russo goes off the board directly behind him. Then followed by Joseph Asai, uh, Elijah Molden, who I, we've talked about before, I think is is a very, very crafty player that could do a lot of things that Tyron Matthew does as well. And then followed by Brady Christensen, the offensive tackle. So now we're left with um, that tight end group that we discussed. Milton Williams is a really interesting, like 
penetrating three technique defensive lineman. Um, I don't think that's on the board for the Chiefs. Um, the top talent on the board for me right now is clearly Jabril Cox, um, followed by um, Jamar Johnson. I don't know that it's as close as, as I would say. And quite frankly, the tight end group, I think, has a lot of risk in it. I would not go um, after having taken that last selection. I would not go with a tight end at this point. Would you? I consider it. I I just I look at what they have with Travis Kelsey and it is one bad play away from having nothing in production at that position. So that said, with the rankings here, what no, do you I agree. Think I, I should I, do at sixty three. I, I think that maybe that maybe they're looking elsewhere, but the problem is is that the edge that really fits their system is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is is maybe do you have an opportunity to trade back? Because I could see them looking at linebacker, but if it's not going to be somebody that can be a good coverage guy, uh, that's going to create questions as well. Well, the, that's what Jabril Cox is, is a coverage linebacker. Well, if you think he's going to be good enough and, and that's a fit for this system, then I think that that's the way they probably go uh, unless they're able to trade back. So what it looks like we have on the table is a trade back from where the Chiefs are right now at 63 back to 72, nine spots. And then flipping fourths. So the Chiefs would move up from 144 to 112. Is that something that you want to do? It's a huge move up for them Mm -hmm. because that's getting you close to the end of the third round. I would consider that trade, uh, especially if you think that if you think Jabril Cox is the real deal, then you take him. But uh, considering they don't trade, they don't draft again for almost 80 picks, I think that you would be looking to move back. Yeah, I think that's for for sure uh, uh, definitely a viable option here. Um, the question for me is, when I do look, I think Cox is definitely worth this selection, and I'm, I don't know that he'll last nine more picks. And when I look down at that, we're talking about the third tier of the wide receivers being available in that range. We're talking about a couple of interior defensive linemen that I don't necessarily think are going to work. Um, and, and then really some players that I don't think are going to be able to get on the, the field in the first year. So, but my question to you is at, in this scenario, do you go with what you think is uh, a grade that is roughly at the value of your pick, or do you move back and try to get more? If he can be a linebacker, that's going to play most of the snaps. Then I think you take him. If that's what you project, then I think you take him. That's the question is, is he going to be a guy that can step in and play a majority of the snaps? Because if he can't, then he becomes a situational player. And I don't know that that's worth a second round pick. Okay. And that's probably fair because I do see a bit of development time behind him, um, much like Willie Gay, although I I think he would get on the field faster. But the question is, who do you replace? So um, I think we'll take this trade, move back to 72 and move up in the fourth to 112. And you have a very good point about getting onto the field is being the key determiner there. Not just a, do you have the talent, but what kind of production can you have? You got to hit on all your second round picks. So, yeah. And so as we see this tick forward, now the Chiefs are going to be on the clock at 72. We're starting to get additional offers coming in. I think that's really interesting, but we've kind of done our deal. You don't want to move back up, do you? No, I don't think so. So the Chiefs come back on the clock here at 72. And what we saw, uh, all three of those tight ends did go off the board in the last nine picks, as did Jabril Cox, as did Nick Bolton, uh, and the cornerback, uh, Fitu Melifonwu, Obi's brother. Um, and so now we are into that 
third and fourth tiers. And what stands out to me here, again, there's a couple of interior defensive linemen. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be interested. And we have um, a slew here, a, a nice little cluster of wide receivers in Dwayne Eskridge, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tylen Wallace. We have a uh, corner in Tyson Campbell. We have a couple of developmental edges in Janarius Robinson and Quincy Roche. Um, you could even get into the safety thing with D- Divine Diablo or make a little bit more of a reach for Paulson Adebo out of the corner spot. I think we'll make that decision on the backside coming up next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors, but let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com By using the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lockenfora. Our local experts from every team are making trades and picking the next stars for their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So in moving back those nine spots, we've evened out the draft a little bit. And here at 72, there's a number of ways you can go. And I think all these guys are a little bit more um, developmental, need a little bit more time to grow. What stands out to you? A lot of wide receivers right around the place that they're picking right now. Uh, You still have some edge guy. I mean, sorry, not edge. You still have some corners and some safeties. Uh, But really, I think you're going to be looking at either going wide receiver or corner at this spot. That makes sense. And I think the one that stands out to me here is Tylen Wallace, a guy that has been explosive, has some injury history, has some concerns, but a lot of people feel he's a very good fit for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you like that selection or do you want to look elsewhere? I like that selection. Okay. Then Tylen Wallace becomes a Kansas City Chiefs with the 72nd pick and we move on. Now, again, we have traded out of 144, moved up to 112. So that is going to be their next selection. As we roll that forward, and I'm interested to see what is available in that tier early in the fourth, you know, just outside of the compensatory picks. I I think that's a nice spot. You get to reset after day two, take a fresh look at your board and really let it roll with it. And so what we find is the Chiefs come up at 112 is that there are a couple of developmental tackles. You get into the running back space here, developmental edges some guys that might even have a position swap, like uh, a a kid that I really like on film that played more of a a cover three zone corner in Israel, Mukuamu, who I think can move over to safety and play a little bit of a tweener role. Um, They could go with a Trey Sermon as a backup running back. Um, Derek Barnes is somebody who's been gaining speed in the boards. I don't know that I like him in this spot, but includes um, developmental edges again with uh, Ellerson Smith, with... uh, Deo with uh, Hamilcar Rashad. There's Andre Sisco, who's a ball hawking safety. Anything stand out to you here? Well, there's your safety with Jacoby Stevens that's sitting there as well. 
that you like. And the question is, is, is it somebody that can step in and at least contribute on special teams because he's not going to get any play time at safety? That is the big question, and I'm sure that he can. Um, he was a captain down there. I do believe he played. I don't know if he played for core, but I know he played special teams as well. Um, and that's certainly an option here. Again, a guy that I think could step in. But I will say this. If there is any pressing need to get the linebacker position taken care of in this draft, this is about the spot you have to do it. And I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, Dylan Moses would be the top linebacker on the board at this point after uh, we saw Jabril Cox go over just uh, in that lull between our trades bo- spots. But beyond that, there's there's Amani Rice that will be available a little bit farther down. And then there's a lot of question marks. So my question to you is how much of a priority is the linebacker position? I think it's a bigger priority, but the – other question is, is, is there a, a position? Is there a player there that you think can step in and become a starter eventually? Because in my mind, I could also look at this draft and say, okay, well, is there another player that we think can come in and start for us maybe by the end of the year or early in 2022? And the reason I say that is because you also have to remember when you start looking at the draft, you also have to figure that there's going to be a lot of veterans that become available right after this draft. That makes sense. Um, and unfortunately, there are a few players here that I think will eventually become starters. Jacoby Stevens being one of them. Andre Cisco being another one. Two safeties. Is that viable value at this point for this draft for these Chiefs? And I wouldn't think so. That's kind of how I feel, too. Not, um, not, not at where we are at 112. And then there's Deo Odeingbo, who I think is a really interesting player. I think a guy that could fit this system for Spags, but is coming off a pretty significant injury. That's why he's here. He's probably a day two or round two value, I mean. Um, so, like, there's value there in taking him as well, but there's risk. So, so I think- here's the question on him, on Deo. Mm-hmm. Is it something that he may need a redshirt year? And here's the reason. So. Here's the reason I ask, because that may actually work for Kansas City in this scenario, because if you're sitting here thinking about it, they have Taco Charlton for a year. They have another edge player uh, that they really like in – Mike Dana, yes, he's not necessarily a great pass rusher, but they're also planning on playing Chris Jones out there some as well. So I think it opens up. If you think he is a day two pick outside the injury, then maybe it's worth it. It may be, and it is a bit of a question mark. So what I would be tempted to do here is probably take what I think is a safer bet and take Dylan Moses off the board and get that linebacker locked down. There you go. Okay, so the Chiefs grab the linebacker in that spot, and we move on to their next selection. And this is where it gets really interesting because now it's all about projection as you get past the fourth round. We saw some interesting maneuvers last year when uh, the Chiefs kind of thought they were done. I thought they were done, and we had all but shut down (laughs) being prepared as they traded back in for a talent in this area of of the draft and trying to pick up OP Keys before he could be taken elsewhere. I think that is always a scenario here, but... When you have, what is it, 175 is the Chiefs' next pick, and then followed very shortly there by 181, you again have two picks in kind of a cluster in hopefully what is still a zone of talent that the Chiefs feel comfortable with. And as we get to 175, we find, again, more lower down developmental edges. <laughs> I know exactly what you're looking at. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second. Um, there's a couple of safeties that I think have um, instinctual play from uh, Bledsoe from Missouri, and you have a underperforming but extreme athlete in Caden Stearns from Texas. 
two safety options there. And then you get into like, what is this now? The, the 17th tier of wide receivers mm-hmm. that includes Daz Newsom, Josh Palmer, uh, Shai Smith, and Anthony Schwartz. Uh, who stands out to you in this group? Uh, you already know who stands out to me in that group. So, yeah, th- there's definitely options. So make a strength that's uh, stronger and, and go with one of these wide receivers. I could see it. I'm not saying that's the way they go. But the problem here is, is do they have anybody else that's really going to step in and be able to help them? Because in my mind, giving Patrick Mahomes another weapon and giving Andy Reid somebody else that he can game plan, you know, different plays for, I think could really work to their advantage. Yeah. But the question is, are there any other players here that can actually contribute uh, and actually become more than just a little bit of a role player? Well, and and that's the question. And if you are trying to spread out your options about developing other players that with positions of need, um, this is probably your last chance to get some quality edges that you feel might have upside, like Rashad Weaver, um, like Shaka Tony, um, Patrick Johnson, and White Hubert are both here as well. Um, we're getting into the lateness of this round, where um, I think there's probably more talent left at wide receiver than there is at edge. So take an edge. Okay. So who stands out to you? Anybody in particular? Uh, no, I would say you go with whoever you think fits the team the best, and I will defer to you on that one. It, it's difficult for me. I'm not sure that I trust Weaver um, to, to really take his game up. The one that I like the most in terms of being productive in his defense and I think could generally take a step forward to Shaka Tony, and I think it's worth the gamble. So let's grab him here at 175, and the Chiefs will be up in six picks here at 181 and we can start this whole process all over again um anthony schwartz does go off the board immediately in front of the chiefs so there went that option and now i think it it makes things a little bit clearer for me in that this is more of either the x body type or a secondary player someone who's going to get in on special teams early and often um, or that x that we feel has the body type to come in and, and be a muscle guy eventually yeah, and I think that that's a position that they could be looking for is the X. And, uh, you know, or the other issue is is you start looking at the corners down at this level, are they going to make the team? The Chiefs have so many corners right now. It's right. just a question of whether or not there's somebody there that can actually differentiate themselves and make the team. That's a fair point. So should we go with Josh just because it's fun to say his name? Sure, because you're <laughs> going to be the one typing it, so go right ahead. <laughs> oh, the typing's the hard part. But I know. Yeah. Josh and Matter Baby becomes a Kansas City Chief at 181. Now, there's still another pick to go. Um, the Chiefs did give up a, a number of, of picks in that Orlando Brown trade we talked earlier about. So when we get down to 207, I think it's very much a wild card in terms of whoever stands out that might have some playmaking ability over the top is probably where I would like to go. But um, again, a lot of receivers, a lot of corners down here. Yeah, um, and that's guys, the problem is you've already drafted two wide receivers, so you're probably not going to go with a third. Uh, so you start looking at corners, you start looking at edges, you look, safeties, uh, maybe an offensive tackle if mm-hmm. there's one available that you think is worth it, this pick. Um, it's just going to be very hard to go. It looks like offensive tackles pretty is pre- picked pretty clean. There's two guys that I think could eventually grow into something that Chiefs want to do, and Jalen Moore and Josh Ball. Um, they are gambles, in my opinion. Maybe more, a little bit less, but I think it's still kind of juries out kind of area. Um, I think Shakur Brown from uh, Michigan State is a corner that can 
likely contribute. I think Rashad Wild Goose has the upside with the athleticism that might be at, at the very least your your gunner of the future, replacing Antonio Hamilton. Um, you could really go any way because at this point, this is truly the uh, spinning of the roulette wheel in terms of what you're going to get eventually. Yeah, I'd say you go CB because it's probably the most valued position that you have left, and you go with the top-rated prospect that you think fits the system, which in this case would be Shakur Brown. Done deal. And that wraps up this mock of what the Kansas City Chiefs could be looking at in this coming NFL draft that begins on Thursday. We will have reaction for you to the Chiefs' picks as they come in, even if they trade back in in the first night. So make sure that you're watching the feed. I'll also be live over on RGR. You can also find the whole Lockdown Network will be doing a live stream along with the Draft Network, trying to put all the brains that we know together in one room to give you more analysis of this draft. We're looking very much forward to it. We appreciate you listening to us today. I was just going to say really quick, obviously our Friday show will be late, so don't expect it to be up at normal time on Friday because we will be watching the first round and discussing after it's over. And so while all that is going to be fun, (laughs) it's also going to be very interesting back and forth, back and forth. Our shows will be late. We'll be getting them out. But we thank you for your patience, and we thank you for listening to this one today. Don't miss our guests as we get ready for the NFL draft. and We will talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.